Welcome back to the Fallen World Podcast, a near-future post-apocalyptic RPG adventure where zombies are real and dangers hide around every corner. This adventure is episodic, so if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I highly recommend doing so. But without further ado, let's return to the Fallen World and the next chapter of our adventure. Quinn, you lead them through the forest. Not that they couldn't find their way. The path is 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 clear and well marked and traveled often. But for everybody but Quinn, and this includes you, Creed, because you've never been past the trading post of the Warden territory before, you approach the outskirts of Crusoe. Crusoe is an impressive treetop village, uh, platforms and essentially tree houses built into the branches, connected by walkways and in some cases, large platforms that span across three or four or five trees. And it is a, uh, you know, it is a arboreal city uh, built, uh, built above you in the trees. And, and you're on the edge and you see there's places that people are adding onto it. And the ground is, is used as well. There are a few buildings down here. You see uh, a sizable set of kennels, uh, some large lifts with rope pulleys that that take, you know, more than people-sized things up and down into the, uh, you know, the the top levels of Crusoe. Uh, Hear the sound of pigs and other farm animals uh, in the distance, it's hard to get a line of sight on some of these things because it is still a forest, but here and there, clearings have been made and, and some, some things have been built here on the ground level as well. When you interact with a couple of the wardens and uh, you ultimately uh, connect with kind of one of the more frequent outbound wardens who interacts with the world as well, named Sima. She says, you know, you're bringing guests here, what's going on? What do you need? I need to get together with some of the leaders. We, we have a message to bring. They want to unite the tribes, I think. I'm a little confused. There's so much going on out there. And it's all happening really fast. Okay, well, I mean, that, that would be guard. So, and these are, these, these guys, and she looks at you, you guys aren't joining, right? You're, you're just here to talk. Uh, just along for the ride, you know, fly on the wall as always. Looks like y'all have uh, quite a good uh, crop and uh, set of livestock this year. Congrats on that. Every year, cycle of life. You're extending an offer to join your tribe. Is that what you're saying? She looks at you. Well, most people that come here are refugees and I didn't think that was you, but I wanted to make sure. 
I, I appreciate that. So, do you guys have about, you know, maybe a half hour, an hour to spend kind of down here on the ground while she goes to get Garth or let him know that you're here? Does anybody want to do anything in particular? Those of you that got less than a 10 probably just want to sit down and rest. Yeah, I think that I'd, uh, I think sit down and maybe take stock of ammunition, reload, whatever I need to, and then uh, maybe sharpen the, sharpen the old machete a little bit, just kind of idly, not in a threatening way by any means, taking stock of the, the setup that they have here, appreciating it, having come from like a ranch himself. Are we close to where Quinn, Quinn's houses or where she has her? Yeah, place? I mean, you're, you probably either have your own place up in Crusoe or you're, you know, you're part of a kind of a roommate situation where, you know, two or three of you uh, share, share a tree house. But here on the ground, it feels a little bit like, uh, like a hunting camp. There are a number of cabins and or huts. You know, some are four sides roof and a door and others are three sides open, uh, you know, on the fourth side. There are, you know, fire pits sort of scattered throughout and different you know, uh, congregating areas. But, you know, of the group, Quinn, you can kind of come and go as you please. You can head up into Crusoe and into your place. The rest of you are you know, pretty impressed. It's probably a quarter mile of uh, uh, platforms and bridges and tree houses and buildings up there. Um, and, and quite a fair number of people, too. Yeah, I think this is absolutely not what Alara was expecting. And so she's like, oh, this isn't like I don't know, some barbaric wood people. This is like a legit society. And so she's a little uh, feeling a little bad for looking down on them as much as she was. So, yeah, I think we'll go for it. Go ahead, John. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that, uh, you know, seeing uh, Creed taking stock and seeing Alara kind of looking around and all the stuff goes, yeah, it kind of took me by surprise too. First time I saw it, reminds me of that that a space movie with all the teddy bears, something like that. That so just really uh, kind of takes your breath away, though. Yeah, I. Uh, how did they do it with such a primitive technology, like these platforms? It took the estate large legions of machines to build what we have hard work it's really what it is these are a uh, honest folk of the earth really they uh you know they they do what they can with what they have and they may not have the technology or the you know <laughs> you know the intelligence scores of you know some of the estate but they can uh they sure know how to they sure know how to wield the hammer and work with uh work with nature seems I think Alara's just going to go off on her own and sort of walk 
try to get high up and, and get a lay of the land and maybe climb a tree. Okay. I mean, there, it, I used the term hunting lodge before, but as you explore further, you know, another term comes to mind for you as well, and that would be Renfair. Uh, there's, there's blacksmiths. There are people that kind of have a lumberjack vibe and, and you know, axes accordingly. And there's a, a logging system here. Uh, there's uh, foresters. You find a, a whole area where there's a, uh, you know, essentially a vine farm that is uh, growing nuts and berries and things like that. And it's, it's you know, you find the edge of it, but you can't really see the end. It, it, it goes back into the woods. Uh, and a, a fairly robust uh, network of, uh, of, of people moving about. Uh, you've not seen anyone traveling alone. Uh, most people move at least in pairs. So let me ask Quinn, you're, you're home. Is there anything in particular you want to do or do you want to kind of get up in front of Garth ahead of the group or tell me a little bit about your, your plan? Um, yeah, I was asking if she was kind of close to where she bunks up because I think she'd probably want to go by and um, grab grab some things for her next leg of the journey because she kind of didn't think she was going to be gone as long as it's turning out she's going to be gone so she'll probably grab some different maybe appropriate things for the next part of the journey clean socks <laughs> yeah maybe a little change of clothes maybe okay her machete you know <laughs> so uh why don't you describe for us what, even though it's it's off scene for the rest of the group, but you know, how does Quinn live? What does her place look like? Does she live alone or with other people? Yeah, I think Quinn probably um, lives like in one of the communal areas, but kind of off by herself. So in some of the larger, um, tree houses there's um like different like hanging cots that they can kind of be separated out so she's got like a little area that's very simple with a cot and probably like a little storage box that has her her things in it nothing crazy or fancy what sentimental personal item hangs on the wall near her cot that would surprise her traveling companions if they saw it what hangs on the wall next to her cot that would surprise what is, what is your little What is your little personal memento that you keep near your, in your personal space? That would probably be um, a picture of uh, her and a, a little kid. Okay. And she's smiling in the picture, which she doesn't really do much in real life. Uh, you don't get much sunlight here. Uh, none of you do. Uh, you do a little bit more quite higher in the trees, but it's it's always shady here at at best. And uh, 
and that's just the nature of the environment. Burton, Sprock, Socket, uh, almost sprocketed you. Burton, Socket, uh, Creed, do, do you guys want to do anything uh, distinct or special uh, in the moment? I think Creed would just be being respectful, knowing that these people, that he's in these people's space. And like I said, he's just handling his own things, but I, I think he'd be keeping a kind of, a, just a respectful distance and not really doing too much. You know, every once in a while, you bump into somebody that you've seen before and, and they greet you pretty warmly. You're, uh, you know, you're by and large, a, a very polite guest and you, you travel more often than most folks. So a lot of times you, you bring news of the rest of the world. Uh, you have a few conversations along those lines with folks where you kind of update them on what's happening outside of the woods and maybe an anecdote or two about Pennington and, and Highview. Uh, and similarly, they reinforce that things are just more tense here and, uh, and that they're, uh, you know, alert. the general vibe you get is alert and worried. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think that just kind of take that in, noticing the uh, the ambient kind of feeling of dread in the area, and like that would definitely concern Creed, and he would uh, spread out some just you know words of comfort and whatever he can to check in with the people that he knows or familiar with here. But for the most part, just kind of keeping to himself and making sure he's not stepping on anyone's toes or crops. Socket, Burton? Socket is probably exploring the same kind of question that Alara had in her mind, although via a different avenue. Imagining what feats of engineering it must have taken to accomplish this sprawling treetop city. And she's doing that by examining the different platforms, how they're constructed, the types of nails that they use, um, and also noting the systems that goods and services flow through this city. Um, so like looking at the cranes and noting which ones are used for imports and which ones are used for exports and how they're kind of like, there's this symbiotic flow throughout the entire city. Uh, you, you come across in your travel, some of the other areas, like they've got, in an earlier age, you might've called it a, a dump or a recycling uh, pit, but really it's a, it's a repository of metals and things that are found and brought here. And uh, you know, the blacksmiths melt down what, what they can and find usable, but then there's other parts of it that get cut apart and repurposed and turned into uh, you know, spikes or uh, chivs or you know, little, little tacks or whatever. And they seem really efficient at you know, re repurposing as much of what they can find and as much of what is brought back here as possible. Uh, and they seem to you know, create a lot of uh, 
a lot of things in terms of herbs and food and and whatnot. So they uh, uh, you know, are the beginnings of a, a you know a, a trade proposition for the world that's emerging here. And I think resting on that conclusion, I, I think Socket would want to sample some of the unique cuisine because I don't think she's had a home-cooked meal that wasn't bacon and beans since before the fall. <laughs> so she wants, she's eager to try something different. That's not Fritos yeah. or Twinkies. So they, I mean, they do have some meat here in the form of chickens and, and, and pigs and whatnot. They don't really have larger livestock than that. They just don't fit into the woods very well. But uh, eggs are fairly abundant here. The, uh, uh, you know, the bowl of fruits and nuts with some homemade cultured yogurt is, uh, is what, what you end up trying. And it, you know, feels like pre-apocalypse healthy breakfast. And she just kind of takes it in and revels in it, knowing that this might be a once-in-a-lifetime thing now. Well, it, it pleases you. Maybe not quite as much as that Twinkie uh, pleased Creed a couple weeks ago, but it is good. Burton, anything on, on your agenda here? Burton is just kind of resting. He found some jerky. He didn't really ask, but he took it. He's just kind of snacking on it, taking in his surroundings while his companions get uh, get in awe of what's going on around them. So Quinn, as, as you leave your nook and you, you got your bag repacked and your things and you're kind of leaving the uh, your, your, your nook in the shared space, you get back out on the platform uh, across one of the wooden bridges, you see, uh, you see Garth, Ranger Garth, who's kind of in charge of the safety here for the wardens and uh, around around this area. He's one of the people that tell other people what to do, and, and he's uh, you know he's not the leader of the wardens, but he is one of the main kind of uh, authority figures here, and and the one that you were specifically here to kind of bring the message to from Highview. And he, he catches your eyes and says, Quinn, he's an older guy in his, in his late 50s. He's still pretty fit. Uh, he has a vibe maybe similar to Creed. Walk with me. Tell me who's here. Tell me what's going on. Hey, guys. So um, I've got a couple people, it looks like, from each faction. Um, the Fort Highview trip was enlightening, to say the least. Um, they've initiated this Vanguard program and uh, wanted us to go to each of the factions to let them know about the zombies, but it looks like uh, you guys are already seeing that here. Um, well, seeing we've known about zombies for a while, well, the changes. 
they're acting a little bit more intelligent than normal. Some of them seem to be. They also wanted us to um, try to grow these seeds in a, they gave me these seeds to see if we can um, get them to grow in a colder environments, higher altitude. It sounds like they're planning on moving up into the mountains. Um, there's some other stuff too, but I think uh, the rest of my group would probably be better at kind of catching you up on all, all that. Get the seeds to Martha in the nursery. We'll let her know what they're looking for. Uh, yeah, Jerry, take us down. You hear the crank on the platform go and uh, you guys begin to lower down to the forest floor. Uh, pretty customary uh, when when you meet with travelers these days, and you, Creed, you know this really well, and the rest of you are kind of starting to figure it out, is, uh, is the old tradition of breaking bread. So you guys gather around uh, in one of those open buildings that has uh, walls on three but not four sides there's a large table there uh, there's a campfire nearby there's some lanterns inside uh, there's a a meal that's set out and garth kind of approaches the group he's like well quinn i think uh, probably the burden of introductions with the privilege is on you who am i talking to here well, I think you know Creed. This is Socket. She's hey. from the Reverse. No, it's uh, surprising. Would have never guessed. Hey, Socket. Should I be complimented or offended? Well, it gives you a warm smile, and and it has a a, a welcoming uh, expression on his face. You think maybe more of that, you know, dad level admonishment, like, oh, my daughter's going out in the leather pump boots again to the nightclub, sort of like kids will be kids sort of look. Hmm. You're not sure if that applies to you as a kid or all of the Reavers as kids. <laughs> well, Socket will kind of lean into that and uh, familiar, familiarly, uh, slap him on the shoulder say hey how you doing not bad not bad but i'm gonna find out exactly how i'm doing after we have this conversation great good to see you again yeah, as always it's uh wish there were happier uh, happier tidings we were bringing you this is burton Nice to meet you. Hi, Burton. Welcome to Crusoe. His gaze sort of swivels around to Alara. And this is Alara. <laughs> Quinn and I go way back. Yeah, Alara uh, just talked, yeah, Quinn's talked about Alara before, so. Okay. She kind of says it is. This is this is Alara that I've told you about. I'm here representing the estate. Um, it's been nice to enjoy your warm welcome here. Hmm. 
Well, we live in pretty interesting times. I hope you won't hold it against us, but uh, have a seat. Gestures to all of you. Water, ale, wine. Ale will do just fine. I won't, won't say no to a little glass of whatever's been fermenting. Which uh, vintages of wine do you have? He leans forward, kind of shortening the distance between you across the table by about six inches and says, spring. Hmm. Well, I suppose I'll have that then. Um. Quinn takes water, but then switches it with Socket's ale that she took. <laughs> uh, give me a slide of hand check. And you can oppose that with perception, Socket. An active perception check? Mm-hmm. 25. <laughs> uh, Nat 20, 22. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh it's going down smooth, socket. <laughs> oh, I like this stuff. This is nice. Socket has never had opportunity to have any kind of alcoholic beverage before. <laughs> so now that she has the chance, she's she is really playing it up. <laughs> Uh, you guys have some venison on the table, uh, some potatoes, some harvest vegetables is, along with them, like beets and carrots and things like that. And Garth looks at you and says, so tell me, uh, Quinn says you bring news and some requests. How can the wardens be of service? Well, we have this here, uh, radio, and we feel on Fort Highview's behalf that it would be beneficial to establish a quick method of communication so that the two communities can work together symbiotically. And this radio requires minimal upkeep because it's solar powered. So all it will need is just a opportunistic installation spot and it's ready to go. We are a little shy on sunlight here in Crusoe. So I think that'll have to go in the trading post. Well, Fort Highview wishes nothing but good relations with the wardens and uh, we're willing to work with you to make that happen well said young lady that map to what your boss is saying he looks at Burton 
I only know what my bosses tell me. But from what I know, I can confirm, yes. What else? Well, you've, uh, I'm sure you already heard about the, uh, the unfortunate incident where one of the, uh, the old high view commanders ended up, uh, coming back as one of those, you know, more intelligent, more than, uh, just a walking corpse shambling kind of situation. Seemed like it could speak and kind of think for itself. It's, uh, seems like it's been more and more common as of as of late and maybe you've already encountered some of that but wanted to bring word of this kind of you know increase in intelligence or danger or whatever it might end up being i hadn't heard of a high view command uh, but we have seen some of these things that are uh, a little more purposeful than than they used to be so um, you may have noticed that our guards take to asking questions now. Uh, some of them move a little more naturally. You may yeah. want to revise what questions they ask. Yeah, Garth. Oh, also. The Fallen spoke like it did as a human. I think they may be able to answer what their mother's name is. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if there's a standard here for this sort of thing, or if your men were sort of uh, going off the cuff. But uh, yeah, I think there could be a more effective procedure. What would you suggest? Uh, the estate has a universal identity number that every estate citizen uh, knows by heart. I guess you index that against the database. Uh, in in an encrypted fashion, yes. Yeah. I don't know if the solar powered battery that we just got is going to be able to handle all that work. Hmm. Well, maybe I can see if the the estate can help you. Uh, increase your security protocols a little bit when I return. Hmm. Well, we would entertain the meeting. Were you going to add something, Quinn? <laughs> Fair enough. He sees you shake your head now. Well, it's got a no. There's something else we've been noticing here in the woods. You probably caught a piece of it, but uh, population of the dead is growing in that it's not just fallen infecting people and making more fallen. It's things that are dead coming back now. That's new for us, at least. That's a little different than what we've been experiencing. Does that uh, hit you guys out there yet? Well, 100% sure. Uh, 
there's definitely been an increase in seems like falling walking around but uh, as of yet i haven't seen them you know crawling out of the graves or anything of that sort just you know just more of them as always and like i said just seems like they're a little bit more tactical and smarter than they were before it's pretty troubling for an older man like me because i don't really see my intelligence going up over the <laughs> the end of my end of my life anyway so becoming more of a problem well creed on our way into the forest past the trading post there were things that were looking like they had been dead for a really long time before getting up and walking again you know they were just animals but it's true still it could be the same for human corpses too it is right yeah no we did see something that was kind of seems like it had been dead for a lot longer but nothing we had seen beyond the edges of the forest well this isn't good for rt and you don't think he means the wardens when he says rt you guys bring anything else with you any other news any other asks Other than, those, other than <laughs> those seeds, no. Yeah, I um, I already gave Garth the seeds that they gave us. Yeah, he he actually had you take them on to Martha, uh, or suggested that you do that. And if you uh, need someone to run them for you, Garth can get you somebody for that. Meal finishes, Garth stands up, he says, well, I'm gonna invite you all to enjoy our hospitality tonight. Sounds like you've got another place to get to tomorrow. So I suggest you wait until morning, then head out. We'll uh, uh, happily send you off with some provisions. So you've got, uh, got some food to bring with you. Is there anything else we can help you with for your travels? I appreciate the hospitality. As, aside from rations, can't really think of much else I'd ask of you. I know that every uh, every bullet and every uh, you know everything's valuable at this point. So don't want to take something I don't need. Might take one of those crossbows. They seem pretty cool. They are pretty cool. Okay. Well, as you head into the evening, does anybody want to? do anything in particular. Does anybody want to get drunk? Thank you for listening to the Fallen World Podcast. If you're looking for ways to help support the creators of this show, please consider heading to OutbreakChallenge.com and checking out the Outbreak app. The Outbreak is a mobile fitness game where you can use your real-world step and exercise to run from and battle zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in an apocalyptic wasteland. You can face the challenge alone or invite your friends to join and help you survive. You can also compete against your friends and see who becomes a zombie snack. There are more than 17 different races and challenges to choose from, all with unique stories and themes that take place within the Fallen World setting. Plus, if you survive, we'll send you a real-life medal. Seriously or real metal, and they're real awesome.
The Outbreak is available for download now on both the Apple and Google App Stores. The game also easily pairs with your Fitbit, Apple Watch, and other smart wearables. So head over to theoutbreakchallenge.com or download the Outbreak app today to get started on your own zombie smashing adventure. We'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, keep those windows boarded and rations stocked. You never know what new horrors will lie around the corner in the fallen world.